0: This is the Robert's Wish podcast. Where you keep all your Susan, thank you very much for joining me this evening or this afternoon. Um, I really wanted to uh, to talk to you, obviously, about bullying. So, tell me a little bit about your experience with bullying.
1: Well, first of all, I'd just like to say um, thank you for inviting me. Um, it is my absolute pleasure to um, to share my experiences with you, uh, whether indirectly or directly. Um, I've honestly um, am sort of, when it comes to the bullying part on a personal level, I don't know if I was blind to it, but I don't, I've never felt threatened by a bully. However, saying that, um, I have experienced it. I've just never been threatened by it. Um, and I think it's because my mother always uh, told me to rise above and um, to try and not feel that I need to either be confrontational, which i'm I'm not a confrontational person, but I wouldn't also uh, I'm not the type of person that um that it, that that will be easily stepped on, you know. Um, in so saying, um, yes, I have seen people being bullied. I've uh, I've witnessed it and have confronted the person, the bully uh, of, of doing so. And um, that has gotten me a little bit into trouble because then, of course, you do become the person, you know, that the bully then tends to turn towards. Um, but... Um, I, I don't like bullies. I don't think anybody does, but like I mentioned to you before, prior to the record button being printed on, um, that we are faced with it in our daily lives every single day through social media. And I think the right passage was given uh, by our political um system and by the environment that we are finding ourselves in today that's just changing the world on its head and it really makes me so sad because it is hitting us not just on that level but through you know the LGBTQ community the you know whether um, these there there are so much struggles and then to have someone, um, treat you horribly and unkind. Um, I just feel I feel so sad about it, and this is why I I I I love the fact that you're doing this and are have have you know formed this organization to help people um, through Robert's wish. I think I, I I commend you, and I think that what your organization is doing for people that are struggling and that seem that they don't have a voice or are scared, I think it's absolutely imperative what you're doing for people these days. There should be more like you out there, to be honest. I am a small person. I I do what I do on my part, uh, being involved in uh, Special Olympics of Ontario where I deal with a lot of athletes who um, have special needs, whether physically or mentally. And you see it there, you know, you see bullying done there. And that is even more disheartening because a lot of the times these individuals have no verbal cues or skills. So, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's, it's you know, even when they don't have a voice or their capabilities to fight back, um you know that 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 to me is is bullying in itself is outrageous and, and completely unacceptable in any way shape or form but when the person who's been bullied doesn't have the the opportunity or um can't actually fight back that that to me is 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 even worse um and uh you know I, you mentioned the LGBTQ community um they are obviously a big focus of robert's wish I personally have done a lot of uh, mentoring of LGBTQ youth, um, and it is it, you know the statistics that we see coming out of the US, coming out of the UK in terms of um, bullying itself are alarming enough. But when you actually delve deeper into um, bullying in the LGBTQ community, uh, the the numbers are even more alarming. Um, so there certainly is um, something that needs to um, that needs to be done in order to 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 stem this. As I said before, I don't think we'll ever get to a place where we can fully fully stop uh, bullying. But um, you know, as Sir Robert's wish, we'll do anything we can to um, empower those that are being bullied, empower those that are witnessing um, bullying, to to do what they can to support um, to support other youth. Um, we also will support parents. Um, whose kids are being bullied and, and need a little bit more um, help and resource in how to support their kids. So it's, it's a definitely an important topic um, that isn't spoken about enough as far as I'm concerned. And you, would, you mentioned briefly about the political um, angle, um, you, you being in Canada. Um, is, has that been um, in, the, in the news a lot more as, as of recent?
1: Oh, it has. Um, The
0: political climate
1: has um, obviously been toxic and and it has changed uh, in so, so, so many ways. So, yes, we we have definitely seen here. Like I said before, I think social media has just um, brought everything to the forefront. So we see it almost on a daily basis. Um, It's starting to trickle down here in our city, our beautiful city of Toronto. And... um, And it's scary. And you know what? It's been here, but it's to see it. It's to actually see it and to see how how angry people are and how hateful they are just because of something that somebody says or if you look at somebody the wrong way. Or well, if you just look differently than what somebody else feels they have a privilege over you Do say the things and the hurtful and hateful things that they, they feel they can say and have the right to say, quote-unquote. That's the part that that I feel is just so scary. I mean, you know, it's scary to the point that if I was um, a person that had feelings of, uh. Uh, of not feeling very confident with myself or or feeling the, the fact that I can't you know hold my head up high walking out my front door if i was that type of person that never had those those skills that i feel in today's world is a skill um i would sit in my house and not want to leave for the fear that somebody's going to judge me just from the way i look and 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 feel that they have the right, if I looked at them differently, to pull out a gun and, you know, and just shoot me. <laughs> because that's what happening. This is what's happening. I mean, it just happened in Toronto two days ago, two nights ago, just downtown. And this guy, you know, that's what he did. He just killed and killed two people and injured, what, 13, I believe. and. You know, um, this has never
0: really come here, and now it is. I know it's, it's as if there's, there's no way that you can escape this type of, um, you know, these types of situations.
1: No, it feels that way. Yeah, it does definitely feel that way. But I can't stress enough that we have to live our lives, and we cannot have these bullies threaten our way of living. Because if we do, they will win.
0: Of course, of course, and it's it's uh, and this is what we need. to, You know, this is a strong message we need to uh, you know communicate to the youth um, and to communicate to to anybody who's experiencing it. Whether you're you know a youngster or, or even there's bullying that happens in the workplace. Um, you know something uh, does need to, to change in order for for there to be a change in, in that behavior or even in 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 perceptions um, themselves. Uh, there definitely is a change that's needed, um, and I think you know ourselves and other fantastic organisations that are out there that are also you know working towards um, bullying uh, and uh, you know supporting youth and supporting just uh, so supporting just the general population. Um, you know, we're all working towards the same goal, and that is to to support youth, to support parents, to offer um, uh, that support, that listening ear, which is incredibly important to uh, a, a youth, just to feel that they are heard. Um, you don't have to necessarily give them, you know, a lot of advice, but just the fact that someone is actually listening to them. Um, is quite powerful, and, and that's the, you know that's part of what the Robert's Wish community uh, for for youth and for the parents is is all about is to have that that platform where they can feel like they're heard, uh, that's safe that there's not going to be any trolls, and that they're not being judged. Yes, no non judgmental, of, of course. and that they're not being judged, or especially with youth, um, youth are so
1: impressionable. I mean, our young they are even more impressionable because they they still have to learn, you know, what life is. And unfortunately, what they see can be so disheartening and depressing. But by giving them that listening ear, by not being gentle um, and by trying to encourage more so than, to dictate or come across as 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 um, someone that's trying to tell them what to do in their lives is so important. I have a 15 year old boy, our youngest son, who has uh, special needs, and um, the fact that not only does he have this um, disadvantage, um, but he's also a teen, and and so he's experiencing. What teens would experience at fifteen year old at the age of fifteen, but also not only being a fifteen year old, he doesn't function as a fifteen year old. So he has these two forces of battle that we are dealing with, and with him, he's a great kid, and and the only reason why I think he's able to manage, if anything, was come his way in a bullying form is because I think we've encouraged him how to deal with those types of things on a social level. So in other words, if you come across this, which we've taught him, walk away, speak to someone that you can trust, but first and foremost, come to us, your parents. You know, because regardless, we will always be supportive of all of our kids. Our emphasis does appear to be a little bit more for him because he sort of needs more of that guidance. But we've been this way with other kids as well. And I think because we've given them this this, this rite of passage to be independent thinkers, when they do come across this, and he has, our 15-year-old son has, he has had the ability to either say what he thinks he has to say or or he walks away or he comes to us. Because I always said to him, use your words, never your fist. And I think that's another key point when you are trying to teach someone something that you think is good, because this is why I believe we have these young people that are so mentally unstable because they've never had that support, really. And maybe they have had it, but it has come to them in little drips and drabs that they cannot connect the dots, you know what I mean? And so they they were, were then put in the position to fend for themselves. And mental illness is a huge aspect to, I think, Bullying, bullying is right. I mean, I think it has a lot to do with that, and and having a son that has neurological uh, issues, um, we as parents have learnt to have patience, huge patience, and and also learn how to talk differently to him. Mm. Now. We could have used the same method with our other kids, our other two older kids, but we didn't have this extra that we have with our youngest son. And we might have, but we might have missed the mark on them, you know. It just so happens that our youngest son was diagnosed. And so, unfortunately, in my mind, I I mean, I play a lot of guilt about that, but I feel like... That's why we've changed this way of thinking um, for him in understanding him so that he doesn't be a bully because it could get that way. It could very much be that way because his logical path is not the same as mine and yours. You know, he thinks differently, you know, there's different triggers. And I believe this is the mind of a bully. When they can't get what they want, they bully, uh, and it's usually the bully. I believe stems from it's deep. It's deep rooted. It comes from somewhere right down there, you know. And you can put all kinds of labeling, which unfortunately we do. I do believe a label belongs on a can, or on a bottle. But in some situations, it is important because that's the way we define.
0: So, you know, I'd also like to, you know, obviously you have been um, with me on the journey of, um, you know, of of designing Robert's Wish and the various stages that we've gone through um, to get to this point. Um, And I believe that that there's many more stages that we can, that we will be going through. It's, it is exciting. Um, we're evolving and really trying to, um, to, to, to find a, the best vehicle to reach, um, reach those who are bullied, um, in, if they're youth or, or adults, or, um, even, even parents. Um, you know, we're trying to find the best vehicle to actually reach them and to bring bullying, um, and the topic of bullying, um, more to the forefront of conversations.
1: Yes. And like you said, yes, I have been on this journey with you um, since you first mentioned it to me a few years ago. And um, I often wondered how all this would come to fruition, to be honest, um, because it's such a huge topic um, of varying degrees um, and, and you're, you're doing it. So, you know, even though you might still have a lot to learn and a lot to, to do with your organization, I think what you've done so far is remarkable because I've 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 witnessed it on social media where people have thanked you for helping them. And you know, that's that in itself, if you can just help one person, that in itself is huge. And you've not only helped one, you've helped hundreds. And, I mean, you just um, finished telling me, and I'm not too sure if I'm allowed to say this, but I know been to me that you mentioned um, individuals in Chile. Chile! <laughs> I mean, you know, we know that this is worldwide. We know that. But for an organization to reach these people just by what you are doing is phenomenal. So I thank you for that Lisa.
0: Well, thank you we're, that's what we're we're here to do is is to reach to reach people uh, you know wherever they are whoever whoever needs that that uh, that support that encouraging word uh, that um, that that listening ear that's that's what we're here for and that's what we want to do is to provide that support to anybody. Um, and yes we are uh, you know I'm supporting um, and mentoring kids in uh, in, in Chile, uh, Santiago. Um, we've, I've got a few in Indonesia, Australia, the US, South Africa, UK so it, it and it's the common themes that I'm picking out from from all of the the youth and the parents that I work with is the, the need and the the desire to, to have that support for the kids to have that support for the for the parents as well cuz often parents don't know the best way in, in how to support their children um how can they best support their child who's being bullied um you know and and there's a definite need for that resource um and accessible resource resource that's out there um that is easily accessible as well um so that's what we're aiming to do and um myself and the team are uh, are passionate and motivated to to, to do that. We are all volunteers as well um, and are passionate about the the mission of Robert's Wish. And that's what I was going to ask.
1: I know you're supposed to be asking me questions, but um, I was going to ask about the resources. I know that you there's a, there's a huge fund that's uh, helping you um, getting this uh, um, organization off the ground, but what other like is there literature out there like what other resources are you offering parents or individuals that are calling asking for assistance in in helping them get through their struggle
0: so we are at the moment we're at the stage where we are about to launch corporate fundraising we are registered in the us as a 501c uh non and we have just uh, received our registration in the uk So our next step is to really start the fundraising um, to be able to then go ahead and build our communities, um, our youth community and our parent community. And these are safe, um, safe places online. It's a, it's a member only. So it's a login where they can, you know, the youth can come together and talk about the different difficulties they're going through. Um, We can also be, you know, feeding them content on five ways to combat bullying um, we're at the moment negotiating partnership with um, some organisations to, to work with us on that material, um, and then the parent community, which will also be an, an online, you know, secure, non-judgmental as well um, space where you know a mother or father can be be like, guys, I, I'm anybody had this this challenge with their their, their daughter or son? Um, so that's that's what we're doing. We're also um, Looking for um, looking for for partners uh, that we can partner with who are like minded, um, so we can double our efforts and um, and and combat uh, the bullying. Um, we're also partnering um, with some LGBTQ organizations as well to try and um, you know keep the focus as well, keep a focus on LGBTQ youth, um, as as that is the focus from from what I've been doing over the last couple of years is being predominantly focused on bullying and supporting LGBTQ youth. So we want to make sure that we are still, we are still, um, in, you know, we're still focused on that as well. That's wonderful because, um, I mean, like, like I
1: said, I mean, bullying is, is, is so worldwide I and mean, in every sector, it seems, of every group. Um, but I think LGBTQ, I believe it's called LGBTQ plus uh, Communities, um, there's even uh, would seem like more of a need because the struggle is real, um, and it's it's. Uh, I've learned so much being involved with whether it is with Venice Nation or whether it is with Bradley and the Fosters. I've learned so much of 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 the struggle. Um, I was blind to a lot of stuff. I have to admit, in in the community of the LGBTQ plus, because um, I almost always thought thought that some way there were programs out there. Little did I know they were very little. Um, so that being said, I think it's so imperative to what you're doing because um, they, yeah, it's just I. I'm at a loss for words because it's just so sad, yet very sad, that people can be so unkind. You know, love is love. Like, who you love, like, why should that matter really, you know? And I mean, I have, if if one of my three kids came to me and said, Mom, I was, I'm was gay, my husband and I would be so on board with whatever it is that our children ever decided they want for them their lives I do have a brother-in-law that is and I know he struggled and I, and I and I think this is why I'm I'm I've wanted that interest because I have a niece as well and you know she calls me her hip aunt because I think I've I think I was just so open-hearted and about her not about what she was or her sexuality. I didn't care. You know, it was an open arm. You know what? can talk to me. And I think this is why I'm so passionate about it. Huh?
0: Well, it doesn't change who they are. Of course it doesn't. It doesn't change who they are. It doesn't change who the person is. It's, it's, I, I, this is one of the things that I I am I'm, I'm really passionate about because of my my background in mentoring LGBTQ plus youth. But it doesn't change who the person is. They're still your son. They're still your daughter. They're still your niece. They're still your nephew. They are still, you know, the person with a cheeky smile and a infectious giggle. It's the same. It's, you know, you've, you hit the nail on the head. Love is love. And who you love has got nothing to do with anybody else except you. And, you know, people should be just be grateful and, and, and to, to be able to have that love. I mean, love is, is just, it's universal. Um, I tell my girlfriends, I mean, I love you and um, stuff like that. I'm, and, and you know, I'm, you know, heterosexual. I tell my girlfriends all the time, I love you. They tell me they love me. It's, it's just, you know, the, the taboo of, of, of this, it, it is being broken. It, I, I am seeing that the taboo is, uh, is, is being mastered. It's been broken, which is fantastic. But again, that, as you've, you, you mentioned before, it also depends on where you are um, as to, as to how that that's happening. Yeah. And I think, I think too,
1: what's so scary for a person, say, like my brother-in-law, who's in his 60s, who's still trying to find acceptance from his mom, even at this age? And she, okay, like one of our favorite actors has always mentioned about acceptance not being a very good word, but, you know, that's the word that comes to my mind only because his mom is now you know, in her 90s, and he's still trying to find that from her. And even though she is, um, she acknowledges him as, you know, her son, her whatever, but it's still, you can still tell that he's longing for her just to acknowledge who he is. And to me, that is, that struggle is so hard, I don't think I would, I don't know. I, I don't know. So, so to me, that's, and, and to me, it's like someone, I have a, I, I love my family dearly. But when it comes to that, I just can't get over the fact that you, it's like a tool that you're using to manipulate someone else's life. In a very subtle, subconscious way. And that's the scary part of how our world is today. Because to me, and I'm not trying to equate it to be the same, but there are similarities as to how our political system is also going. Because it's those subtleties of bullying that is driving the person that is seeking the acceptance crazy.
0: Yeah, that, that is a good point. Um, you mentioned previously, uh, briefly, you know, Venice Nation and, and specifically The Fosters. And what um, listeners might not realize is The Fosters is a U.S. Uh, TV drama that um, was on for five seasons. It was very um, true, true to life, uh, represented a real family. Um, definitely take a look on Google, thefosters, thefosters.com. Um, It actually um, was a program that came on and had very positive messaging about love is love, um, about the fact that DNA doesn't make a family, love does. Um, It it was very impactful um, at the time, um, and the messages were relevant throughout the five seasons. Unfortunately, it's no longer um, on air, but its messaging still um, resonates across the world. To many, many people of all shapes, colours, um, nationalities, it's translated globally. Um, the the powerful messaging, and it, you know the the actresses, the lead actresses from the show, uh, Terry Polo and Sherry Psalm, were actually very influential in um, the you know the uh, the start of Robert's Wish and the idea of Robert's Wish coming to. Um, coming to fruition. So you, you're a, a fan as well, uh, Susan.
1: I am. I am. I, I am a fan and I had no clue what this show was about. Um, I in fact watched an interview. It was a podcast as well. Um, done by Krista Chappelle and, um, uh, Joanna Johnson and Krista Chappelle had mentioned, uh, to, to whoever the audience was at the time about uh, Janet Johnson and the Fosters and how every anybody that's interested, you know, I'm not talking word verbatim here, but basically uh, should have a look-see. And, um, and I did. I think I I probably caught on to the uh, Fosters maybe in the second episode, um, but um, I was hooked uh, from day one Um well, day two, basically, because it's it was the second episode. But um, nonetheless, um, and the reason what grabbed me, like you said, was the varying degrees of their storytelling. Might not be accepted by a lot of people because you're gonna find your haters. But despite that, or inside of that, I think the messaging was beautifully written. Um, I learned a lot from it, from the show. Yes, I was very sad to see that it was cancelled. But the fact is that a lot of what it, the messaging was saying in those storytelling by those various writers resonated somehow with me from the very get go. And of course, it was how this family was held by two um, lesbian moms, which initially was brought to the forefront of the show, but towards the end it was irrelevant. It was absolutely relevant because it was all about family. And that's what, to me, was so, so beautiful, was that it was about family and the varying degrees of the show that touched on what family troubles can be like, whether you're in a diverse family, you know, and they were, you know, whether it was a adopted, adopted or, or any other way. So, yes, I was a huge fan, <laughs> and I went off track a little bit, but I was a huge fan. Um, but I was also a huge fan of Crystal Chappelle's, and I still am to this day. Um, you know, she's taught me, In, I don't think she knows this, but if she doesn't, Crystal, you have taught me a lot. Um, and um, you inspire the heck out of anybody, um, including myself. You know, and and her storytelling um, as well. Whether you know in in Venice, whether it was Venice, whether it was, uh, good lord, that woman has touched on so many different projects. She is is, is also that inspiration towards um, family and how to deal with different conflicts that women might face in
0: this world. Absolutely, and Crystal Chappelle is actually one of our board members and has in the U.S. So um, we are very, very happy
1: to have her on board. And there you go. Just like that, you know, she's on board because she knows that Robert Suez is a good thing. You know, it's a good thing. And honestly, um, yeah, I can't commend you more than what I've already said, but yeah. Thank you.
0: Robert's Wish is an online community against bullying for both youth and parents. Visit www.robertswish.org.